Welcome to Hidden Truth. We have today Bob Barone, your host. Hi, Bob. How are you today? I'm fine. This is a, a snowy day in Reno, but it's going to get warmer. Yes, it is. Feels like December again, doesn't it? So you have stated in your blogs that the four most dangerous words in the economics profession is this time is different. You have stated that when it comes to the economy, this time is almost never different. Yet you have written that the current interest rate spike is different and will have surprising economic consequences. Can you talk about this today, Bob? Yes, this time is different are four dangerous words in the economics profession because the economy is huge and almost never behaves differently than it did the last time the circumstances were similar. But we think this time is different because of one thing, and that is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is acting really differently than it has in any of the past cycles. So in, in all of the past World War II tightening cycles, and there's been 14 of them, the Fed never, I repeat that, never publicly announced what its intent was. There was no press statement after the meetings. There was no press conference. There was nothing called the summary of economic projections or what is commonly known as the dot plot. The dot plot is the projections of the FOMC members as to what they think interest rates will be in the future. And there were no press conferences. In fact, the minutes of the Fed's meeting were never released for years. Now they're released within 30 days. So all that is different. The only thing back in the past cycles that the markets knew was what the Fed did only when the Fed did it. Not that the Fed told them that they were doing anything, but participants could look at what was going on in the market and then glean from that what the Fed had done. If we had today that model, all the market would know was that the Fed raised rates once 25 basis points and then recently 50 basis points and would probably be thinking they might be tightening, but the markets would never know that the Fed wants to tighten from 0% Fed funds rate to 3% Fed funds rate. They wouldn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so that's different. How does that make a difference, Bob? So in the past, because all the markets knew that the Fed was just starting to raise interest rates, they wouldn't know where the Fed was going. But today, because the Fed has pre-announced where they think they're going to go, the market did immediately, like within 30 days, what the Fed had planned to do over a 12 to 18 month span. And so uh, that's made the interest rate cycle occur all at once and has compacted a 12 to 18 month move in interest rates into 30 days. And that's huge. What are the consequences of this difference? Uh, this new forward guidance policy. The Fed ha has said that they want uh, to have what is called, quote unquote, 
a soft landing. That means we don't get a recession. Now, the Fed has a very poor track record when it comes to tightening cycles and soft landings. In the 14 tightening cycles in the post-World War II period, 11 of them have resulted in recession. So that makes their batting average three for 14. What happens is when they start a tightening cycle, on average, it takes about uh, a year to 18 months for the recession to occur. So in those 11 recessions that have occurred in the post-World War II period, it took between 12 and 18 months to occur. We think that because the markets have pulled forward that the Fed tightening and raised interest rates so much, that timing will be compacted. And so we think that we're going to have a recession probably beginning in 2022. It won't take a year. It'll take a much shorter period of time. This is what everybody's wondering right now. Any evidence to date that this will actually occur? Well, the first quarter's GDP was minus 1.4%. And that was a real shock to the markets who were thinking maybe it would be plus 1%. So that was a 2.4% difference. And that's huge. The minus 1.4%, a huge amount of it was uh, due to the fact that we had a huge trade deficit and that took 3.2 percentage points off of the GDP. Now, market players have sloughed that off, but they shouldn't because what we're seeing is that Europe is likely to go into a recession. In fact, yesterday, the Bank of England actually said they thought there would be a recession. And we see that China is locking down their economy, their cities because of COVID. And the data coming out of China say they're actually in contraction. So that means that the rest of the world will not be buying U.S. goods. So the trade deficit is going to continue to be awful and is going to pull down the GDP. Do you have any other evidence of economic weakness? So there's all these things called sentiment surveys. So the University of Michigan and the conference board go out and they interview people on the street or make phone calls. And all of the sentiment surveys say that the consumer is really downbeat and that their intention to buy homes, cars, big ticket items at levels that we haven't seen in 50 years. They're way below the levels that we saw in the Great Recession 15 years ago. Then we have Treasury interest rates. Treasury yields were at uh, 1.3% in December, and now they're at 3.2%. So that's a rise of about 130%. When they buy big ticket items, they look and see what their payments are going to be. The price of a house is up 15% at least year over year, and that means their down payment is up. But worse than that, the interest rate on mortgages has gone from 3.1% just a couple months ago to 5.5%. That means that if someone was going to buy that house a year ago, and I'm going to use the median price of the house, which a year ago was 326000 
they would need a $65,000 down payment and at a 3.1% interest rate, their monthly payment would be $1,115. Move forward a year till today, that same house is now worth $375,000. The down payment has gone up 10,000. Worse, the monthly payment has gone from 1115 to 1703 because of the rise in interest rates. And that's a rise of 53%. So we're going to see all this activity where people um, need to, to buy something on time is going to be truncated. They're not going to be able to afford it. And in fact, we've also seen a great big spike in use of credit cards, a $107 billion spike in the last three months. That just tells us that people can't afford to make ends meet, and so they're borrowing on credit. It looks like consumer incomes are not up either. Can you talk about this? Yes. When the retail sales data comes out, it's always in what we call nominal terms. That is just the number, just the dollar number. And that does not include any adjustment for inflation. But once we adjust for inflation, and we call that real sales, we see that in terms of volume, that we have a declining sales. And we've had that for several months in a row now. And then we have people who work for wages. And we hear every day, wage rates are going up. And that's true. But they're not going up as fast as inflation. And in fact, real weekly take-home pay has gone down at a 4% average year-over-year rate. That's worse than what we saw in the Great Recession, where they only went down 2.5%. People are really hurting and we're going to see this in consumption. I, I recently saw a chart that showed that real GDP hasn't been positive since October. So that means November, December, January, February, March, and April, that's six months in a row that we have had flat to negative GDP. A big difference too is uh, both 2020 and 2021, money grew on trees. It's not going to be the same in 2022, right? And money grew on trees. My parents told me money doesn't grow on trees, but it did in 20 and 21. The government sent everybody two or three different times checks in the mail or into their bank accounts. Now that's not going to happen again, at least for a while. And so that money will not be available for consumption. What we had was when we got the free money, now that was the time that the government shut down many businesses. Think about it this way. If you worked in a factory and made something, let's call it widgets, you made a widget and you made an income because you had a wage. And now the government shut down the factory and now you're home but you're getting a check from the government for about what you were making. Your demand gone down because you still have the money, but the widget that you were making wasn't made. So all of a sudden there's less supply and that's been the issue. The supply has been the issue. Now the Fed cannot impact supply. The Fed can only impact demand. So when it raises interest rates and people can't afford to make the payments, the demand goes down. 
That's not the issue with inflation today, but that's what uh, the Fed is doing. You mentioned Europe and China earlier. How will those economies impact the United States? Europe, China and Europe are the second and third biggest economies in the world besides ours. So Europe is definitely going to have a recession. As I said earlier, the Bank of England thinks so. And they're going to have a recession because of all the issues surrounding Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And then we have China. As I said earlier, they've shut down their main major cities like Shanghai, producer and, and a big port. And the GDP in China isn't uh, going to rise. It's probably flat to down. That means both of those economies won't be buying stuff from the United States. And that makes the trade deficit go even higher than it is. And that's a big negative for our GDP. Great information, Bob. Can you sum it all up for us? Yes. So <clears throat> let's start with the Fed. They have this new forward guidance policy that they didn't have before. Because of the forward guidance policy, the interest rate increases have been pulled forward dramatically. And those interest rate increases reduce demand dramatically. We see that already in the fact that mortgage applications are down and the cost to buy homes are way up. We also see that uh, consumers are borrowing more because they simply don't have that free money that they had in 2020 and 2021. Uh, but that's going to stop because they reach their limits. As a result of all of this and the recessions that we think are going on in Europe and in China, we think that the possibility of a recession in 2022 here in the United States is really hot. Already we've seen quarter one's GDP be negative, and we think that quarter two's will be negative two and, and three. It depends on when the Fed stops tightening as to when that stops. And real incomes in the US for consumers are falling. They're borrowing more money. This isn't good. As a result, we think the recession is inevitable and it may have already started. Thank you so much for your time today. This is the Hidden Truth podcast with Bob Barron. Thank you all for listening. Mm -hmm.